We need a friend that sticketh closer than a brother and who is true and faithful to the end. One more question tonight. Is it true that all nations are to worship the God of heaven, the God of Israel? Well, that was Nebuchadnezzar's words down in verses 28 to 30. And you will see that Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak, and today we're returning to the book of Daniel, and we're looking at the three Hebrew children who would not bow to Nebuchadnezzar's image. And I hope in this message today that you will be stirred to stand for the Lord. Let's turn to his word this evening. We're turning tonight to the book of Daniel, chapter 3. Daniel, chapter 3, and I should really be reading the complete chapter, but we'll stop at verse 13, verse 13, uh, chapter 1, chapter 3, verses 1 to 13. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, and captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And whosoever falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore at that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man shall hear the sound of the cornet flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso shall not 
whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Amen. We'll end our reading just there. Please stand with me to pray, and we'll ask the Lord's help in the ministry of his word tonight. Father, we thank thee for what we have just read. We thank thee for this record of not merely uh, the wicked ways of heathen kings, but of the faithful ways of Hebrew children. We thank thee for the grace of God at work in these young men to withstand all the pressures and to surrender themselves to the will of God. Help us tonight to take these things in and grant us lessons that we might be enabled in our day to stand up for the Lord to withstand the world and all its evil. We pray for the Holy Spirit to open our hearts and minds, to come minister to us through the reading and the preaching of thy word. O Lord, give utterance. Come to me tonight. I depend upon the help of God, the Holy Spirit, to fill me and fit me to this task of preaching the word of the living God. And I ask this all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Ye fall down and worship the image which I have made? Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? There's another question from the king, Nebuchadnezzar. And these young men were convinced that their God was able. Look at their answer. In verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Now the word careful there is a bit of a dubious translation. When I was growing up as a boy in my home, I dare not say to my dad, I don't care. And I don't think that's what these young men were saying to Nebuchadnezzar, we don't care. What they were really saying is, we don't need to answer that question. We've already made up our minds. God is able to deliver us. That's the God whom we serve. And by the way, Nebuchadnezzar, if he's not pleased to deliver us, we still won't bow down to your image. And you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. They were defiant to this King Nebuchadnezzar. Now they were courteous. They were polite. They went as far to serve the king as they could. But they believed that their God was able to deliver them. And even if it did not please God to deliver them, they still would rather lay down their lives and enjoy all the rewards of eternal life with God than to surrender their soul. Now, the wonderful story as it goes on 
as you go down to verse 27, that when they put these young men to the test and into the fiery furnace, that those who were commanded to lay hold of them and put them into the fire, uh, that they were incinerated. But these three young men were cast into that fire, and it didn't touch them. They were put in with their coats and hats and clothing, and the fire never touched their bodies, their clothes, never singed a hair. And when they were brought out, there was not even the smell of fire about them. There was a supernatural protection that was given to these men. And if you look at verse 27, the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their heads singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of the fire had passed on them. They all saw it. You see, Nebuchadnezzar wanted to have a day of dedication that would bring all the important people of his empire to honor him. But God allowed it, and he emboldened these young men to stand up for him. And when all these princes and rulers and sheriffs that had gathered for this event, they saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego untouched by the fire. They were all witnesses. This was not going to be second-hand information. And they would all return to their provinces, and they would give the story from their own lips. We saw it with our own eyes. These three Hebrew young men were untouched by the fire. It's true. God is able to deliver us. And now the question comes back to you and me. Is the God of Daniel your God tonight? Does he do the same for his people today? I want to say, yes, he does in a thousand ways. We read there, fear not him that can kill the body, uh, but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him that killeth body and soul in hell. And then in the next verse, this is Matthew 10, 29, the next verse. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? And that sermon on the... Sorry, not Sermon on the Mount. That message by the Lord was a wonderful display of the detail by which God takes care of. How much are ye not worth than a sparrow? God takes care. That's why we wish we could have sung it tonight. God will take care of you. That hymn we quoted tonight. God will take care of you. Do you see on our uh, pulpit fall, we have the symbol of the burning bush. That's Presbyterian. It goes all the way back to John Knox. That is a symbol of the Reformation. It is a symbol that denotes the church burning, but not consumed. No matter what persecution, no matter what fires and troubles, the church may suffer but she will never die. God will take care of her. And the Christian's motto, and I want to give you the words of the Apostle Paul as this motto. 
For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. Now you think of those three young men, if they had that same theology, and they did, they had no fear, and therefore they could defy the king. And if tonight you're a Christian, and you know that Jesus died for you, and that he rose again for you from the dead, then whether you live or whether you die, you're the Lord's. What a wonderful assurance. It is true that God will take care of you. Ambrose in the, first, in the fourth century, he was the bishop of Milan, and he said, take away the contests of the martyrs, and you have taken away their crowns. It's the suffering Christian who has a testimony of the keeping and the power of the Lord Jesus. Now, one more thing tonight. Is it true that the Lord will be with you in the fire? We ask this question because over a hundred years before the captivity in Babylon, Daniel was in the captivity. That's what he was doing there in Chaldea. He had been carried away by the Chaldean army to Babylon. Well, a hundred years before that, the book of Isaiah was written. And God inspired and moved Isaiah to give a word which would be kept in store for the exiled people in Babylon. And I want you to read tonight Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 and 2. And it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by my, thy name. Thou art mine. And then, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Now, my question is, did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego read Isaiah chapter 42? I believe they did. I believe that this was a word that was provided for them to stoke their faith, to give them the boldness. Yes, our God is able to be with us in the fire and keep us from the burning. These young men had been reading the scriptures. They were fully versed in them. And they would have rested upon that wonderful promise. Never before uh, did they mean so much and so believing in their God, believing his promises. They were absolutely sure that God would be with them. Now, how did it all turn out? Well, let's go to Daniel 3, verse 25. Daniel 3, verse 25. He answered and said, Lo, surprise, lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Now, those are the words of Nebuchadnezzar. Amazing. What he saw when he looked into the furnace. And he saw the three young men, and he saw a fourth figure, and he likened him to the Son of God. 
Now, we have no argument with that. If an unbelieving, ungodly king can come to that conclusion, we can only say, Amen, I believe it too. The Lord Jesus was there in the furnace, in the fire, and we rejoice in that. Now, is the Lord Jesus with us when we're in trouble? I see this in the hospital ward where people suffer and sometimes they face death. I see this from the elderly saints who have walked with God through many years of ups and downs. And they haven't lost their testimony. They haven't lost their confidence. And they are truly resting and believing in the Lord, even in their weakness. I hear this also from the dying. In their last moments on earth, the Lord is with them. I heard a nurse rehearse to me that over these times of COVID-19 and restrictions on family, visiting their elderly family in, in homes, that the nurse was called upon to use an iPad or a phone to have a video with the family in the hospital as the patient was dying. And because she was in the room, normally a nurse may not be in the room and the family are there in the closing moments, but because she was conducting the video, she was there to witness the death of this, of this believer. I don't know the details, but what transpired in those moments of death for that Christian wonderfully moved the heart of that nurse. It is true. The Lord is with us in any time of trouble. It's true. And he'll be with you in your dying hour when you need him most. Jesus is not a fair-weather friend. He is not with you in the good times, but abandon you when you're in need. We have enough of those friends. We need a friend that sticketh closer than a brother and who is true and faithful to the end. One more question tonight. Is it true that all nations are to worship the God of heaven, the God of Israel? Well, that was Nebuchadnezzar's words down in verses 28 to 30. And you will see that Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree. The decree was that no man should worship any other god but the god of these Hebrew children. And if they don't obey, they will be tormented by the king. They will be cut in pieces. Their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. And so when we preach today that all nations need the Lord Jesus, it's true. We need missionaries to go to the lost, to the Buddhist and the Confucianist, the Muslim and the pagan and the atheist and the agnostic. We need the gospel to be preached to every tribe and nation and people because in glory there will be people of all men. That's because Jesus is Lord of Lords 
and he's king of kings. And when he comes again, he's coming to reign, not just on a little part of the earth, but all the earth. There will be new heavens and a new earth, and Jesus will reign as the king. And for Christians, we get to reign with him. That is absolutely wonderful and amazing. And it's true. He's the only God that we should serve. And if we serve and choose to suffer in this life, then we shall reign with him in glory. It's true. And if you're not a Christian tonight, we bid you to switch to the winning side. Come to the side of Christ who has conquered the devil already and will put down all authority and he shall reign. Is he reigning in your heart tonight? That's the primary question. Is he reigning in your heart? Have you given your heart to the Lord Jesus? And then you can stand up for him. Let's conclude in prayer tonight. We'll ask the Lord to speak to us. Father, we thank thee for uh, this opportunity to open the book and to preach this word of these young men. Thank you, Lord, that they took a bold stand and, Lord, you were with them. We thank thee that you can be with us tonight. You can help us to stand up against all the pressures of ecumenism, of apostasy, of uh, so-called philosophies, and the humanism of this day, and all the agendas of men. O oh Lord, we serve thee only. Draw hearts out to yourself tonight. Cause souls to flee to the cross and bear the shame and be identified with the Lord Jesus. O oh Lord, hear our prayer. Bless your people. Be with us in the week to come. Keep us in your love and care. Watch over us. Minister to us. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with your redeemed people now and evermore.
You're listening to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Gallagher. Now, here's a question. Can we expect the same protection from the Lord as these three Hebrews enjoyed when they refused to bow down and worship the image? What of those Christians whose lives were not spared from their persecutors? Remember how these Hebrews did not presume that God would deliver them from death. They were willing to die rather than deny God by worshiping the image. The Lord Jesus, during his earthly ministry, gave many warnings to his disciples that they may be called to lay down their lives for his sake. And apart from the apostle John, each one did. Each apostle was martyred for their bold preaching of the Christian faith. And we know that the blood of the martyrs has been the seed of the church. It has given that explosion to evangelism that spread the gospel around the world. So their lives were not laid down in vain. And we also know that around the world at this time, on a daily basis, professing Christians are being martyred. In Nigeria, Africa, at the hands of Muslim persecutors, Pastors and their people are constant targets. Their blood is shed and their lives are taken out of intolerance for their Christ. In North Korea, we don't know how many thousands live in fear of death as they labor in work camps on a starvation diet. And they do it out of loyalty for the Lord Jesus, their Savior. This is all a great challenge to us, to take a stand for the Lord against the immorality and the rebellion to God that is all around us. Will you do that? Will you take a stand for the Lord? That's the call as we go through this book of Daniel. Standing, not willing to bow, bend, or burn, that we might be faithful unto the Lord. Thank you for listening today. Stay tuned now for these closing announcements. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.l.com tbs.ca, CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the home page of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 
2040. The mailing address is 1879058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music